Hello, this is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, October 12th. Yeah, the real Columbus Day. And we have with us another paisano, Judge Andrew Napolitano, uh, to talk about what's going on in the world in terms and what's going on in the United States in terms of our constitutional rights, our Bill of Rights, and our lost uh, Declaration of Independence. Judge, thanks so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure, Gerald. Good morning to you. You know, you have an article that's coming out, Killing with Near Certainty. And it goes on to say about um, how um, uh, President Joe Biden recently reaffirmed his own self-willed authority to kill persons in other countries. So long as the CIA and its military counterparts have, quote, near certainty that the targets of the homicide is a member of a terrorist organization. That standard was concocted by the Biden administration. So basically, they could kill anybody they want for any reason they make up. Is that? Yes. Yes. It's not just Biden. It started by George W. Expanded by Obama, who actually killed two Americans and defended his right to do so expanded again under Donald Trump, who actually gave the CIA senior leadership and military commanders the authority to do this without asking for him. Uh, Biden took that authority back and said only he can do it. All four presidents claim that Congress has authorized this. That, of course, is baloney. First of all, Congress can't authorize willy-nilly killing. Congress can only declare war on a determined and, and precise and, and finite group or government with an end to the declaration of war. But in 2001, Bush persuaded a Republican Congress to give him the authorization to use military force, which was uh, supposedly to chase down the people that he failed to see coming on 9-11. Uh, all four presidents claim that that is still valid for them, even though they're not actually chasing those people, they're dead or caught or gone. Uh, they still claim the authority to chase whoever they want. The second authorization to use military force is as farcical as the first. You and I have talked about this many times. This was the authority for Bush to invade Iraq, to um, take away the weapons of mass destruction from Saddam Hussein, which we now know and knew then that he didn't have. So all the presidents claim the power to kill whoever they want without transparency, without uh, the rule of law. This is all against the Constitution, and this is all in violation of the four Geneva Conventions, which we wrote and ratified, and the UN Charter. I'm not a fan of the UN, but it is still a treaty, which the US wrote and ratified, and of course, by, which, which governs this. Not only does the, does the Constitution not authorize these treaties prohibit this willy-nilly killing. I, I raise this for two reasons. One, because Biden just signed this secret order last week and then his people leaked parts of it so that we would have this conversation. Two, because as we speak, Gerald, and you and I know this, but now it's pretty much confirmed, special forces, American special forces, we don't know the number, Colonel McGregor estimates it as more than 100 because they don't move in groups of fewer than that are on the ground in Ukraine, 
teaching Ukrainian soldiers how to use American uh, hardware to kill Russian conscripts as if those Russian conscripts are a threat to the life, liberty, and property of the United States, which of course we all know they're not. So this conversation in my view is warranted. Uh, Biden's view of his ability to kill is just as warped, just as immoral, just as unconstitutional uh, as his three predecessors. You know, they, they, Obama's quoted in the book, Double Down, as quote, I'm really good at killing people uh, because of when he used to kill people with his drone strikes. And I think the number comes up like, what, 40,000 or something. You know, some ridiculously high number of people that have been slaughtered and um, throughout the administrations. And you write here, terrorists, they, they call them terrorists. Terrorists cannot be standard for murder because it's subjective. And you go on to say that uh, to the poor folks in Libya and Syria and to the popularly elected governments toppled by the CIA-inspired violence, to the innocents tortured at black sites around the world, <laughs> the CIA is a terrorist organization. Yes. Yes. To King George III, George Washington was a terrorist. It just depends on which side of the aisle you're on. That's not a standard for killing people. The only moral standard for killing someone is to stop them from actively killing you or others. Now, that doesn't mean somebody, that doesn't mean a, a Iranian general going to lunch with an Iraqi general. That doesn't mean Anwar Alaki and a 16-year-old kid and the kid's buddy sitting at a, at a cafe, an outdoor cafe in Yemen. It only means somebody who's actively killing. None of these drone strikes have, as far as we know, because some of them are secret and not revealed. One thing I'll say about Obama is he did reveal these. Trump uh, kept them secret, and Biden is keeping Biden, and Biden is keeping them uh, secret. Uh, but they they don't target people who are engaged in violence. They just target people the presidents want to boast that they have killed. But the well, lust just, for power in these people is so overwhelming. Think of it, Gerald. The ultimate power. Is the power to kill. And they love using it, the presidents, particularly the, these four, because they know they can get away with it. You know, let's go back and, and look what's going on uh, just a couple of weeks ago, last couple of weeks, that they keep bragging that they've killed these, you know, uh, terrorists in, in Somalia. You know, what, what are we doing in Somalia? Nothing. We, we there's there's no national security interest in Somalia. It's oh, inconceivable. No. It's inconceivable that something happening in Somalia would threaten the life, liberty, or property of anyone uh, in the United States. We haven't declared war on Somalia, so there's no legal, constitutional, or moral basis for our being there. But all four of these presidents have kept uh, troops there. Uh, well, look, war is the health of the state. War allows the Dick Cheney's and the Lloyd Austin's, current Secretary of Defense, formerly on the board of Raytheon, um, to uh, enrich Halliburton and Raytheon and the other arms manufacturers. It keeps the military from being bored and allows these presidents to keep killing. When we do this, we don't export liberty, we export force and violence. And every once in a while, like on 9-11, it comes back to us.
you know, they also they're killing people in Syria. The Americans are still in Syria. And of course, in the, the part of Syria they're in is where they're stealing their oil. But again, they keep killing people over there under the name that these are these are terrorists. So let's turn this around. Let's suppose that Syria or Somalia came to the United States and killed people here because they said they were terrorists uh, that, that threatened Somalia or Syria. Oh, that would be fine, right? I mean, could, anybody could come to America and kill anybody that they want because, quote, they're terrorists. Oh, that would be a sin. That would be terrible. How dare they? But America could go all over the world and kill anybody that they want under the name that they're terrorists. So what we're right. looking at, as I see it, this is satanic and demonic. Yes. And no one is coming out against this. Yes. Where are Very all of the religions? Where are all, where are the Episcopalians, the Catholics, the Baptists, the, the uh, Lutherans, the uh, Jehovah Witnesses, the Seventh-day Adventists? Where, where is everybody? How come no one is coming out against the mass murder going on and the bragging of we're going to send more weapons and 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 more weapons, and more weapons to kill as many people as we can to so Russia is defeated in Ukraine? How come nobody's talking about peace? Very, very few people talk about peace. A, a gaggle of libertarians like you and me and a lot of our friends, McGregor and Ritter and, and Giraldi, uh, and some progressives at the far left wing of the Democratic Party talk about peace. But for the most part, this is a bipartisan killing orgy, a bipartisan killing orgy. This is where the Republicans who claim they hate Biden stay silent because they, they don't want to support him, because if you say something nice about Biden and you're a Republican office holder, then Trump comes after you. Uh, but they, of course, in their hearts, support uh, all this killing. I mean, this is exactly what Lindsey Graham and his crew have been lobbying for for years, killing. Uh, Graham, of course, is the one who said we should send a team, send a team to assassinate um, Putin. Vladimir Putin, yeah. as if that wouldn't start World War III. Look, we are very, very, very close to World War III. Oh, uh, last dumb. night when the president uh, was interviewed by Jake Tapper on CNN, he was, though personally measured in his emotion and passion and words, um, uh, forceful and, and, and um, uh, reckless in his use of language, uh, to taunt uh, and threaten Putin as if to say, we're ready for World War III. We're not ready for World War III. Nobody in their right mind wants World War III. But Joseph R. Biden and his State Department and his Defense Department are moving inexorably in that direction. I wish that Jake had said to him, hey, Mr. President, a lot of people claim that there are special forces on the ground in Ukraine. Are they there or aren't they? Well, we have an article in the Trends Journal this week. They are there. The information's out, and they've admitted it uh, through quote officials. So American troops are on the ground in Ukraine. And the other part of it is that 
Um, I, I disagree with you that we're close to World War III. World War III's begun. And just as they teach us as we're little kids and little stupid morons that follow the government institutions, that World War I began when they assassinated the Archduke Ferdinand in Sarajevo. Like, what the hell is an Archduke and what's a Sarajevo, you know? You think people right. knew? It was all leading up to that. Oh, right. and World War II began when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. The whole thing was leading up to it. What did the United States cut off Japan from all the oil or something? It, it, right. it, it, you know, before that, there were trade wars going on. It was leading up to it. Well, they, they, FDR... It was, FDR manipulated the Japanese into that, knew it was coming, welcomed it, and rejoiced over it. Because two weeks before, 80% of the American public was against being getting involved in the world and the war in Europe. And two weeks after, the numbers had reversed. 80% were in favor of it. And FDR knew that, and he concocted it to help out his second cousin, Winston Churchill, another bloodthirsty Cretan who's been made a hero by history. See, what the presidents have done, and not just the four, FDR did it, Truman did it, Lincoln did it, uh, and even uh, uh, Churchill did it, is to demonize the people you're going to kill. Yep. Just like we have demonized the terrorists, demonize them, and then praise the killing. Now, that does not turn an immoral act into a moral act, just yeah. because you've demonized, you've demonized the, the victim, and you've um, and you're throwing roses in the pathway uh, of the killer. It is immoral to kill always, everywhere, and under all circumstances, unless it's in self-defense, unless you have to kill somebody to stop them from killing uh, somebody else. But but if you demonize the other side, whether it's the Japanese, the Germans, the Italians, and in World War II, whether it's the um, Muslim groups now uh, in the Middle East, then the public accepts the killing. So that's what uh, the government has done. I mean, prior to these two authorizations to use military force, uh, George W. Bush, though never of lucid mind, was very effective in demonizing the people he wanted to kill so that when he started the killing, it was welcomed by the public. I, I, I despise Lincoln, but, you know, even a... a, a a stopped clock can be right twice a day, basically said, with public sentiment, nothing can fail. And without it, nothing can succeed. Bush understood that. Get the people behind you and you can get away with anything. Anything. Well, yeah, you also, you, you know, how about Woodrow Wilson? There's another one. You right. hate, hate to hate the Germans. And then right. again, it's everybody hates the Russians. They've been teaching us all our lives to hate the Russians. When we were right. kids, they had us hiding under a desk because the Russians were going to drop an atom bomb, you know? Right, right. You know, so mm -hmm. it, it, it's, the, it's the hate game that keeps going on. And, uh, you know, to me, these people are mentally ill. We have mentally ill people running out and ruining our lives. Yes. And, they're, and, and now I'm going to say what you have said thousands of times. They're a criminal gang a criminal gang who steal our property and call it tax, who steal our liberty and call it legislation. And now they're going to send young American boys and some women into harm's way 
For what? For Lindsey Graham? For for Vladimir Zelensky? Uh, over a piece of earth that's been in dispute for 300 years as to which country owns it? That's what's coming. Yeah, well, how, and let's not forget about, you know, we have to do something to protect Taiwan. That's coming yeah. too. Yeah. I didn't see the whole interview, so I don't, last night on CNN, so I don't know if uh, Jake Tapper asked him about that, but he has said several times we will defend Taiwan, even though the commander of the Pacific Fleet, the, the chief admiral for all of our uh, ships from California to uh, Japan, has basically said, we can't even get the troops and material to Taiwan to defend it if we wanted to because the Chinese Navy has already surrounded Taiwan. Now, doesn't the president know that? Again, it's none of our damn business. Right. It's been going on, what, since the Ming Dynasty? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's certainly been going on since at least 1948. I don't know if it goes back to the Ming Dynasty, but your point is well taken. Just like the Ukraine-Russian thing has been going back to the uh, era of the czars in that part uh, of Europe. And right now, Russia has the upper hand, and maybe in two or three years, Ukraine will have the upper hand. But it has nothing to do with freedom, peace, dignity, life, liberty, and property in New York or Florida or California or Texas or Illinois or anywhere over here. I know. And, 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 and you know, the people don't have a clue of how the Ukraine war escalated. They don't know anything about the Americans overthrowing the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych in 2014. They have no clue of the deal between Gorbachev and Reagan and Bush that, quote, NATO would not move one inch further. There were 16 NATO countries. Now there are 30. They have no clue of how Ukraine violated the Minsk agreement after they had the, the revolution in 2014 and slaughtered some what, uh, 15,000 people in the Donbass region. They have no clue about that. And they have no clue of the involvement of the CIA in that so-called revolution of 2014. You know, the American terrorists whose salaries we pay out of Langley, Virginia. Yeah. So we're, we're in a very serious situation and they keep talking about nuclear war, talking about it, talking about it. So nuclear is now in the minds of the people. And right. I believe that, you know, if we don't do something to stop this, and you know that we're doing everything we can, uh, we, we, it's going to be hell on earth. And, and what kind of imbecile moron jerk would, oh, we got a bomb shelter. Oh, great. After nuclear explosions and, and it's hell on earth. Oh, you're going to come out of your your bomb shelter and just have a very wonderful time? I mean, how sick can you be? Yeah. And I I don't, you know, we're doing everything we can, you know, with the Occupy Peace Movement and the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace and Justice. You know, we're we're fighting for peace and we're we're warriors for the Prince of Peace, but we're the rest of the people. And of course, you know, there's the, 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 the Ritters and the, and the Giraldis and the McGregors and yourself, myself, and, and a number of others, you know, but where are the rest of the people uniting and where are the religions? What God no, no. do you believe in that believes in war? You had uh, 500 people 
in your garden, just a couple of feet from where you are now, um, at the end of July, for a, a peace rally. 500 people from all across the country and all across the, the, the demographic spectrum uh, in the United States. And it didn't make a blip on the radar screen uh, of the news media. If we had 500 people there calling for Putin's assassination, all the major networks uh, would have been there and would have picked it up. Yep. And we uh, sent out thousands, the government, of press, thousands of press releases over the course of three weeks. Right. And uh, the government fact, has we, Yeah. The government has acclimated the American people to to war. Every yep. time you're right. Every time Biden said, you know, points his finger uh, metaphorically uh, to Putin, he's acclimating the American people to some sort of um, disastrous uh, involvement. And which we're already in. We sent almost seventy billion dollars there already. As 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 every the roads are rotted, homeless are all over the place, and 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 the country's got. 60% of the people in America, it's in this Trends Journal this week, are living paycheck to paycheck. 60%. And now what you have is not only 60% are living paycheck to paycheck, 45% of the people that are earning six figures are living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. And we're sending all this money for war. And again, who are we doing it for? The military-industrial complex. Correct. I think I think your viewers know that we are supplying the Ukraine military with our own surplus, and so the surpluses have been depleted. According to McGregor, where we've depleted all the surplus, and we're now supplying them with equipment that we ourselves may need. But that, of course, also triggers invoices to uh, Raytheon and Halliburton to start making more. So a lot of the 60 billion doesn't go directly to Ukraine. It goes to the military industrial complex. Ukraine is getting stuff that's already been paid for. Where does the 60 billion come from? Borrowed. The feds don't have any money, so they borrowed it. And where are interest rates going? Up. So it's going to cost the grandchildren of the people listening to us now, astronomical figures to pay the debt service because the feds never retire the principal. They'll just keep paying that debt service for generations. R right now, the debt is up to 31 trillion. That goes all the way back. We mentioned him a few minutes ago to Woodrow Wilson who borrowed 30 billion to fund World War I the principal is still owed. It's been rolled over, so it's not owed to the same people, but it's never been retired. It's still owed. How much uh, interest has been paid in that $30 billion? $15 billion. Only the federal government would pay a, a, the equivalent of a 50, 5-0% interest rate on the money that it has borrowed for an utterly useless, totally immoral, now 100-year-old and it just keeps going. Again, right. you know, we had the the uh, midterm elections coming up and then the presidential elections in 2024. If we don't have a new third party, we're finished. It's it, this this kind and again, you don't have to worry about the grandchildren. They know they don't, might not even be here. 
because they're going to have us wiped off the earth. You know, World War II is not ancient history. You know, civilization was quite high back then in the 1930s and 40s. We weren't, you know, a, 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 an ancient civilization. And you look at the destruction, the death and the murder, and the same thing is going to happen now if we don't stop this. So, you know, anybody, you know, have any ideas on what to do, please email us. We're doing everything we can. Thank you, Judge, for being on today. And uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, all the best, Gerald. Thank you.